This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. It's a beautiful Tuesday, June 23rd. We're going to get into 2 Corinthians in just a minute, chapter 6. What we do is we read a chapter at home, spend some time with the Lord, do a morning devotion. Then we gather here at the East Coast Merritt Island campus, and we have a little studio up here. We get in the room together. We read the chapter, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor Christian Hurston. How are you doing, Pastor Christian? I am doing great. Excited to be here, and it's a great chapter. You know, whenever I say Pastor Christian, I think I'm saying two titles. Double, double du- Christian. Double title. Yeah. Pastor, Christian, Christian. Mm-hmm. But you are a Christian, right? Yeah. Whenever a pastor in a message would be like, mm-hmm. Christian, I need you to to step up in your walk. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then they're talking uh, to the whole group. I'm like, yeah. that's weird when that's they do that. That's me. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. I better step up. And so your parents named you Christian. Yeah. So they must have been Christians. They were. Yeah. Yeah. All, all through the birth of all your brothers and sisters, your siblings? Yeah. Through that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the funny story, we were living in Haiti as missionaries, and they were convinced they'd have two boys and two girls. I should have been a girl on oh. this this system because I was the baby, and they didn't have an ultrasound because we were in Haiti, and I came out a boy, and my dad was like, oh, no, what do we do? And he called his best friend, and his daughter answered. His name was Christy, and he's like, let me talk to your dad, Christy, Christy. Never mind, I'm good. I hung up the phone. He's like, I got it. And so it wasn't planned, but I'm glad it's a. It worked out. This was after you were born. They figured yeah, that out. after this is like in a pinch. Yeah. And they're so, gonna call you Krista. Christy. Yeah, something. Something else. Well, it would have been Heidi if I was a girl. Really, Heidi. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's awkward. Yeah. But yeah, so I named my son Christian, and I'm hoping he carries it on too. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, Tell them how to get involved in Morning Breath. Yeah, absolutely. The best way to get involved is on our East Coast app. You can download it on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's just a blue background with a white cross. And I say it all the time, but I'm going to say it again. You can find everything you need. If we ever talk about something, it's on there. You can also go to our website at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. You can get information, events, past sermons, morning breath episodes, really all that you need. You can also stay in touch through our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321 352-1060, and we would love to either email or mail out a devotion guide and all the information that you need. Amen. Good stuff. What else? Any uh, announcements we need? Yeah, so checking out our online weekend services. They've been outstanding. We've got summer camp coming up, which is very yeah, exciting, July 13th through the 17th. Yep, big deal. It is looking to be our biggest summer camp yet. The numbers are amazing with people who are very excited to go, and so we're we're very pumped. Well, let's get into it today. We are in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Not a very long chapter, 18 verses. I'll read the first nine. I got a nice break there. Yep. And then you can take the be holy part. No, I'm going to read through 10. Okay. And you can take the be holy part, read 11 through 18. Will that work? Sounds great. Perfect. Do it. All right. I must say unto you, read, sir. Mine's New King James. How about yours? NLT. NLT. We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience and tribulations, in needs, in distresses, 
in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers yet true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Oh, dear Corinthian friends, we have spoken honestly with you and our hearts are open to you. There is no lack of love on our part, but you have withheld your love from us. I'm asking you to respond as if you were my own children. Open your hearts to us. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be partner with an unbeliever? And what union is there between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God says, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourself from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you. And I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Amen. Well, I want to put a couple things in context uh, before we talk about the chapter a little bit more. It's really a shame here, but Paul is having to sort of uh, stand up for himself. And that's not a really, that's not a good position to be in. To have to stand up for yourself when people should be appreciating you, should be receiving you, should be accepting you, actually celebrating you and uh, holding you in respect and high esteem. There have been some, it appears, Judaizers come in and share with this Corinthian group and kind of, they've kind of won their hearts over. And so now Paul is having to uh, talk to them about who are you really connected with? Yeah. Are you really connected with God and with me, the guy who who brought salvation to your front door and, and walked you guys through all this? Are you going to be connected with these uh, these other guys that are that are taking the gospel and doing other things with it, adding the law to it? Yeah. Um, you know, really contradicting some of the things Paul said. And one of the things that most people don't realize when they hear these verses outside of this chapter. You know, it says, don't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. You know, what fellowship has light with darkness? All that stuff that's going on here. He's actually talking about not marriage here. He's actually talking about their relationship with these Judaizers who are going in the wrong direction. Now, I think it fits perfectly marriage. Don't get me wrong. It is incredible. I mean, much less if, if your walk with Christ don't do it with uh, unbelievers. Yeah, or so much more so. Yeah, marriage, don't do it with unbelievers. Yeah. It's too difficult, it's too hard, and all that stuff. So that's a lot what's going on here. And I, I, I want to go back to this part about Paul uh, really being unappreciated in, yeah. in his position in their lives. And it happens. It just happens in life. You know, and it's almost like where you have a daughter— who is uh, sort of been seduced, and not maybe not in a sexual way, but seduced by an unsavory young man. Yeah. And the daughter then sides with him and rejects her father. That's kind of the whole picture 
we've got going here. Now, our father is a voice of wisdom. He's a voice of reason. Yeah. He's trying to, he sees things she can't, and he's trying to help her, but she won't listen because she's kind of become yoked yeah. with this young man who's leading her in the wrong direction. Yeah. And that's a little bit kind of to get the feel in a natural sense of what's going on here with Paul. But here's here's one thing that I think we all will recognize when I say it. They say, I'm no psychologist by any means, but psychology tells us that the number one human need uh, in many ways is to feel appreciated, mm -hmm. to feel valued. And we have a lot of different respects on it. The Bible actually uses the word respect for men as their main sort of love commodity yeah. out there. Uh, for women, it says husbands love your wives, and so it uses the word love. But another word you could say is husbands appreciate yeah. your wives, appreciate your children. Uh, you know, you'll find that most uh, companies full of very faithful and loyal uh, employees are employees that feel appreciated. Yeah. More feel, than just compensation, oh, yeah. more than, yeah, it's it's real More rewarding. than the, any package they could get for yep. vacations or salary or any of that. If they feel appreciated, uh, they will, they'll work hard. Yeah. And they'll, uh, they'll be loyal to the company or to the boss or to the whatever that's going on out there. Appreciation is a very, I don't know, probably an under hmm. um, spoken of. Yeah. thing that's going on out there. I don't know if I, I worded that very eloquently, but there's a lot of people out there feeling underappreciated or unappreciated. And it's a it's poison for relationships. Yeah. And uh, it's Paul here is pleading to be appreciated. Yeah. And he's actually, when he does these nine contrasting sets here where he says things like uh, uh, honor and dishonor, evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, he's sharing what others have said of him mm -hmm. and what's the reality. Yeah. And it's hard to do that when you're looking somebody in the eye that should appreciate you simply on the basis of who you are and what you do for them. Uh, and he's having to go through this list of, look, this is what people are saying about us, but the truth is we love you. Yeah. And uh, he is, when he gets to verse 11, yeah, you could say Romans and Galatians are the reasoned argument on all this stuff, mm -hmm. and Ephesians is the visionary argument on this. This is the heart wrench argument, where Paul is just like in verse eleven, it's it says in mine, O Corinthians exclamation point. Yeah, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you're restricted by your own affections. Wow. And uh, that that cry, oh, uh, uh, Corinthians, he could have said, I love you guys with all my heart. Whatever language you would use to, you know, you see the daughter or the father standing on the porch trying to reach a daughter who's leaving. Mm -hmm. You know, you see a, a, a wife looking to a husband trying to reach him when he's when he's caught up in things that have stolen his affection you you look at a friend that you know once you were close and now they're you know they're off on something else or 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 maybe it's you know the friend has been you know seduced by drugs or whatever the case may be this is the heart cry of a guy 
trying to reach somebody he deeply loves yeah. and uh, not doesn't doesn't really sound that great, you know, their response. And of course, this is a one-sided letter. Yeah, we're not seeing the other side we're of not things, seeing but it's whether, a response to what's been happening. Yeah, we're not seeing how they're responding now. Yeah. But it is a response as you said, Pastor Christian, yeah. to what has happened and what is happening in their lives. And uh I think when we look at it in that respect and we start reading uh where he says I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, they shall be my people. Therefore, Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I'll be a father to you, and you be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. When you look at that in the context of anything that takes away from, you know, your relation with God, and this is all under the 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 cloak of religion. Yeah. You know, these aren't non-religious z- yeah, zealots. They're committed. You know? Yeah, these are zealots coming in here that— yeah. Judaizers that are trying to turn them away from the the grace, the gospel of grace, um, to another, you know, it's still religious. It's still under the banner of, you know, God, so to speak. And yet he's saying, come out from among them. Do not touch what is unclean. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, there's a lot going on in this chapter that way. And I just think it's it helps us to understand kind of the heart of what's going on in in the Apostle Paul when he's talking about this here. Yeah, and it seems like this is tragedy, but people are drawn to rules and regulations and kind of more of a strict, you know, style of things. And it's unfortunate as we see it in today's culture in certain religious groups. And you see it back there with the Judaizers is they're trying to put more law. They're trying to put things back on. And Paul, with his gospel of grace, even though there's more freedom, it doesn't always appeal to the flesh as much where people can be drawn into maybe there's more attention given when there's such a strict set of rules because you have to abide by this and abide by that. And it's tragic to see. There's another verse that really jumped out to me from the message translation, and I'm going to pick it up here. It's it's around verse three or four, and that's the tricky thing about message, is it says, people are watching us as we stay at our post, alertly, unswervingly, in hard times, tough times, bad times, when we're beaten up, jailed and mobbed, working hard, working late, working without ink, with pure heart, clean hands, steady hands, and gentleness, holiness, honest love, when we're telling the truth and when God's showing his power, when we're doing our best, setting things right. So it's really, it's praising staying the course. Yeah, and that's what important. it says is that the, the the header in this chapter for the message is say staying at your post. And I think that this is something that's underappreciated in our culture and definitely underappreciated in the church. And I'm a, a younger guy at 38, but in my 20s, I was always looking at the next thing, thinking about what's the next opportunity. You know, I, I started in youth and then I did college ministry and then I did adult ministry and then... You know, we took a turn and went back to kids ministry and have kind of done it again, but it's so easy to be looking to the next thing, but the the value of laying down roots and really being steady and faithful. Faithful is the word that's underappreciated so much. And Paul here was faithful as he did missionary journeys and traveled and poured out his heart for them. They didn't appreciate him, but I've heard you say that, Pastor Dan, and you're like, the thing that's helped me to do at it is I just didn't quit. 
Like yeah. you were tempted to quit, and sure. there have been thousands of opportunities, but you stayed at it. And this this is even a little bit tough to say, but I've had some great conversations in the last week is when people move on, and I love you if you've moved on, we are for you 100%, but it's common that we'll celebrate them as they move on and move in a new city, you're going to do this, change of ministries. But how about we appreciate the ones that are staying yeah. and are doing the hard work? And I'm for you in both ways, but I have a different appreciation. Having been in charge of children's ministry for eight years now, there's a lot of attrition, and you see a lot of people that will turn in. It's like, I want to celebrate both sides, but I appreciate so much more those who have stayed with it through the good times, through the bad, and really had that that tenacity through all of the changes. And that stuck out to me. I loved how the message really brought that out and illuminated it. You know, another thing that those verses are saying is, uh, you know, there's a, it's, mine says in verse 3, we give no offense in anything. Yeah. That our ministry may not be blamed. You know, there's a lot of uh, people out there that blame or look down on Christianity because of the behavior of Christians. Yeah. Especially pastors. I'm not, you know, this is not me pointing my finger at people outside yeah. uh, my circle, but inside my circle. When we as pastors fall short, and the sad part the part I can't fix for anyone is that pastors are just people and that's never going to change. Yeah. Uh, everybody's capable of falling short. The Bible says, take, you know, uh, how does it say? Take heed lest you fall. Lest you fall. Yeah. Yeah. When it's talking to, if you go to help somebody or try to correct somebody that when you do that, uh, do it in the spirit of gentleness because you could be in the same position. Absolutely. And so, there's much truth to that we are just flesh and blood, but Paul is trying to plead with them and also share all the things that he's gone through and not, you know, gone crazy or lost his mind or chased women or, yeah. you know, uh, got wrapped up. What is it? Girl, girl, girl's golden glitz. Yeah. Um, or uh, pride, uh, you know, pride is the glitz thing, you know. He didn't get wrapped up in all those things. Now, some accused him of pride. That glory is our gold, girls, and glory. There you, you know, go, glory is yeah. a good one. So uh, when you look at uh, this, some have even accused him, some in Corinth were accusing him of pride. Yeah. Like, who do you think you are, you know, da-da-da-da. Well, uh, you've had 10,000 teachers but one father in Christ. I know who I am. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, it's not pride to say who you are. Um, it is pride to say something beyond who you are. And obviously, in this case, what would have been best is if they would have been saying who he is. You know, if they would have been coming to him and saying, Father, would you help us? Mm -hmm. We've had these people come to us and say something contrary to what you've taught us. What should we do with it? Instead, they were, they were enamored with. And there is this thing in all of us where... Getting led astray very often is easier than continuing to walk yeah. the mark. I'll give you a couple of examples. In exercise, the truth is fat comes easier than muscle. All you, there's an old That's saying. So true. <laughs> I used to I used to work out a lot, and when that was going on, and you know maybe maybe in my best physical shape in, in the gym, everybody's you know puffed up and having a good time. There was a saying: two years to get it, two weeks to lose it. Wow. So you think it took me two years to sculpt my body to the position it is today. Yeah. But in two weeks, it I'm already starting to lose it. Yep. Lose what I gained in, in two years. And, and it's the same thing is 
disease is more contagious than health. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't catch health. You have to work it Absolutely. health. Absolutely. It's a continual you, process. It's a continual day. process of working it. But disease is something that can be contracted. You can catch it. Evil pulls down easier than holiness lifts up. Yeah. And that's a, a my example I've always given is, you know, a lot of times we have people in our lives, friends we want to help. And so we're trying to lift them up. But I always try to paint this picture. Stand on a five-gallon bucket, which doesn't have a lot of room on the top, yeah. and try to pull somebody up on top of the bucket with you. Yeah. If they want to come, you can do it. Yeah. It's not still willing. not easy. Yeah. You can do it. But if they just resist you a little bit, they can pull you off the bucket you're standing on. And so you got to kind of be careful Uh you know, when, when you're looking at it that way, you know, the Bible says that when, uh, I use the example, is if uh, somebody is walking by a dead body and touches it, are you made unclean by it? Now, this is all back in the law, yeah. but it was an example given to us to help see things. When you walk by a dead body and brush it, does that make you unclean? Yes. If you walk by the Holy of Holies and brush the curtain, does that make you holy? No. And so it, it's trying to paint a picture, not that, oh, there's all these rules and regulations. It's trying to paint a picture of be careful. Absolutely. Because it's pretty easy to become contaminated, yeah. especially when you've worked hard most of your life to stay clean. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's just a strong warning in this chapter yeah. uh, to continue to live your life before the Lord and honor God and so that when people look at your life— they can honor God too. And that's not always easy. I know what it feels like to be pushed and pulled in that area and want to honor God and yet be drawn to things in your life to spend time or do or any of that. And, you know, you make a decision. You make a decision for your family. Uh, you make a decision for your ministry. But most of all, you got to make a decision for Jesus because ministry, your care for the ministry won't keep you. Your care even for your family won't keep you. It's really your relationship with Jesus. Yeah, that's so good. I love, too, that you've taught for the church is having guardrails, is you don't want to get right to the edge of the cliff where it's so easy to slip and fall, because sometimes it's even unintentional. You don't realize your footing is so loose. But when you have a guardrail in place, whether it be sexual or with drugs or relationally, whatever it is out there, you have those guardrails to keep you away from the cliff, and you've got accountability. And, you know, Paul's here encouraging them out of love. We talked a lot in 2 Corinthians too, about how he was encouraging them with tears in his eyes and with a broken heart out of love that he wanted to help them, not to just beat them up and leave them there wounded. And that's what makes the difference. So put those guardrails in place. If you don't have them, you know, there's a great series out there that you could probably find from East Coast, but just amazing examples of letting the Word of God be the, the perimeters that you have and being able to have some good accountability around you. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. 
Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at INeedAFenceNow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531, that's 454-4531, Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. A couple of Pastor Christian brought up guardrails. We're just going to do a lightning round here for a minute. And uh, I'm going to start out by doing the first one. And so I want a guardrail in my life financially. Uh And so I don't want to crash and burn financially. So what are some some of the things we could put in place as financial guardrail. Absolutely. I'd say not having high opportunity credit cards in your wallet that you could go out and spend a ton of money on debt. So operating in cash, you know, only spending what you have and planning like delayed gratification. It's yeah, a great absolutely. Guardrail. So we might say have a budget. Yeah. That would kind of encompass all of those things yeah. that are going on there. Another thing I would suggest on on kind of financial security in your life, and this is a pastor speaking, but start tithing. Yeah. Start getting on God's system Absolutely. of giving and receiving instead of the world system of, of saving and spending only. It's good to save and it's good to spend, mm-hmm. but it's better. What about uh, a guardrail for uh, your life sexually? Yeah. What would be a guardrail you'd put in your life that way? Absolutely. So uh, being careful with who you're with and what's happening. The Bible said to avoid the appearance of yeah. evil. So not being one-on-one with the person of the opposite sex in any situation, yeah. you know, watching what goes in your eyes, the the shows and the, the websites and all of that, and having some good accountability. Give your wife the, uh, all your passwords. Absolutely. Uh, very important. If you don't have a wife, you have a friend, you can give them the stuff so yeah. they can check on you. God bless you guys. God See bless. ya. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.